It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So today, I'm fucking aerating the golf course. You know, director of golf out there pushing a fucking machine around. Not above that. Never above that. I always like to do it. It's kind of therapeutic, you know? I don't have to answer the phone or listen to any shit. I just uh, go out there, toss my headphones in, jam some tunes, and push the area around. So I'm leaving, and I'm, like, done. I'm like, yo, I got to go. I'm going home. Nuggets playoffs tonight. Podcast. Like, I got shit to do. And so I'm taking the aerator back on the road that is now a construction road to the maintenance shed. My life flashed before my eyes, dude. These two fucking giant cats that, you know, whatever they are. Pieces of machinery. Pieces of machinery. Not actual felines. As I'm walking are just driving right to me going about 40 miles an hour. They get to about 100 feet and start skidding. And I'm like, I'm going to die. Yeah. This is it. Nothing for me. I won't get to see what happens in this Nuggets playoffs. I won't. Get, I, won't I don't know get, if it's going to be worth seeing, but it, I'd rather see it than not see it. Let's I won't get to do our hole in one challenge tomorrow. True, that's going to be a blast. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make one. We're, I know we are. We're definitely going to make one. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition, unlike any. <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Welcome to Big Drive Energy. I am your host at Big Drive Spence here with my brother Mitchell. Big Drive Mitch rocking the uh, Nuggets stuff. As we know, Nuggets playoff game tonight. Um, also I, the brand new clean Imperial Spring Valley hat. Valley of fun. Gorgeous. Love the Imperial stuff. Just like our DNVR golf hat. Pretty fire white with the black robe, just yep. super clean. Super clean. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. A fun golf tournament this past weekend. Jordan Spieth winning again. Uh, we got an interesting story. I don't know if you guys, any of you heard of heard of it when you're watching the tournament, but Morgan Hoffman has quite the path back, not only to the PGA Tour, but now back to the PGA Tour. Kind of facing some pressure like some guys have earlier this year where they have to win or have to get a certain get a certain place and, you know, without ties and all that stuff to continue their tour card. And then, since it's NBA playoff time and we're having some great, great first-round games, the Boston-Brooklyn game was a banger. Nuggets came out with a stinker, but we know they're back tonight. I'm not worried about them. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give you guys... We're going to give you guys NBA teams as professional golfers. So each NBA playoff team and an extra special pick just because we hate both this team and this player together. So uh, we got an extra special pick, so there's going to be the 16 plus one. Uh, so let's let's hop right in. Let's start with a little Jordan Spieth. Pretty he- impressive tournament. First of all, this tournament, so super low-key, right, week after the Masters, Pretty stacked field, but the golf course is phenomenal. The go- Yeah, all the golfers love RBC. Uh, well, it's at Hilton Head Island. Harbortown. Harbortown at Hilton Head. I'm, is that correct? Yeah, but it's, okay, I'm yeah. just saying the actual no, yeah, name Harborhead of the at Hilton Head, or Harbortown at Hilton Head, the RBC Heritage. Um, yeah, the, the golf course is phenomenal. It's highly regarded as one of the best courses on tour. Uh, it... it definitely is demanding off the tee you got to hit your irons well you got to 
put the ball in the fairway. And even when you put the ball in the fairway, I think we've talked about this course before, but even being in the fairway is not good enough. Like you have to be on the proper side of the fairway because there's so much aged vegetation and old growth. Like I sound, I'm really like into grass and trees and shit. Maybe it's like me buying a house last year. Uh, I love mowing my lawn. I love like fertilizing it, trimming the trees, everything. Like that's my jam. So I get really into foliage now. Um, big foliage guy you like yeah. you like going through the home depot on a saturday morning and strolling uh, through the, oh there's nothing the flowers nothing spot. better than the smell of like the the flowers and and fertilizer section at home depot and the smell of mulch Ooh, fresh fresh mulch is pretty tough to top but yeah there's just these massive trees out at the the at god why can i not harbor town at harbor town i keep wanting to say hilton head the town that it's in um at harbor town and it just makes the course really challenging for a, a specific type of player, which makes it even more surprising that Jordan Spieth won because his ball striking has been bad. Like, it's gotten better, but his swing just looks like shit. Like, I don't enjoy watching him. I, I have to be honest, I never really enjoyed watching him play golf just because he's really whiny anyways. I, I've never been that guy that has enjoyed watching people like bitch at their caddies and blame uh, bad lies and, and stuff basically. Even though I, you do it all the time. I do it, but I don't, I would never, I would never blame another human being. Do as like, I say, not as I do. Is that a little you're... bit, but I, that's my problem is like, I would never look at my caddy and be like, you gave me the wrong club. You know what I mean? That if you don't feel comfortable with that club or that was the wrong shot, like just eat it, just take it on the chin Realize you hit a bad shot and move on to the next hole. Kind of like we talked about with who was I giving shit to the other week. Or Tiger. About every time he hits a bad shot, it's his back. Every time Jordan Spieth hits a bad shot, it's his caddy. It's everything else. Um, and I just don't love that. So I have to preface it with that. But his swing is just... It's moving from a technical standpoint. And I know there's a lot of teachers like one guy I follow very closely... Um, Shaheen Nachavani, this dude up in uh, Montreal, who is slowly growing a, a very large stable of PJ Tour Canada, uh, Corn Ferry Tour, and now PJ Tour and PJ Tour or Champions Tour players. He teaches a lot of tour guys, a lot of really good ball strikers, and even DP World Tour players. Uh, Yannick Paul, CU product, is on the DP World Tour this year. He has his European Tour. DP World Tour status. So um, Shaheen has tweeted a few things about Jordan Spieth's swing and how how much better of a position he was in at the top four or five years ago at his peak than he is right now. Basically, he's, he's trying to manufacture an over-the-top move so the club doesn't get stuck behind him. But aesthetically, it's ugly. It doesn't look good. And... It, it's kind of just an odd looking like rehearsal. It, I just don't love it in general. And I don't think it's really done much for him in all honesty. So I, I good for him. Like obviously and he's the fact that he didn't putt very well and still got it done. He hit the ball very well this week. So uh, a little bit surprising for me with what he's done with his swing. Cause I just don't like it at all. Yeah. I think one of his quotes was I won this week without a putter and you would have never, whether or not you like his swing or whether or not he's moving in the right direction, he would have never said that. Even when he was one of the hottest players in the world back in 2015, 2016, he would have never won a tournament without being able to putt. Yeah, and that's his thing is putting 100%. That's when he was really good was when it felt like he could make every 20-footer he looked at. So the fact he won without a putter and then he obviously missed that. I think it was in the final round on like the eighth or one of the middle or was it? I'm sorry, was it was Saturday. It was Saturday because was Saturday his wife actually he... made a comment to him Sunday morning about oh, it. Oh, okay, about the 18-incher he yeah. missed. I mean, 18 inches is really long, so I don't know what she's talking about. That's If she wants more than 18 inches, then <laughs> she's got to go Got to go to a weird Yeah, place. Jordan Spieth's not your guy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was shocking, and it is kind of crazy, too, when shit like that happens, and you realize that that could be the difference in the tournament at the end of the day. And it's not really something that's in the front of your mind and it shouldn't be on a Sunday, but you're like, I just make that 
basically a tap in and this tournament could like if you would have lost by one you look back on that and you kick yourself for years but you know you really can't know what sunday looks like if you do make that putt it's kind of the the chain reaction of things so um i'm happy for him he's not my favorite dude one of our buddies jamesy just loves to every time jordan spieth plays well he's in our group chat like spieth this spieth that and that makes me dislike him even more just because i like to talk shit to james so uh whatever cool for him well he does get on his caddy michael greller a lot and i'm sure caddying for jordan's not the easiest job on tour for sure but just listening to they do have great dialogue i love the dialogue and i feel like i don't know if it's just the cameras are following him because he's more of a high profile player but i feel like the dialogue between him and his caddy gets out a lot and like there was one moment on i believe saturday he's like coming in and it was so windy that he's like i can't hit the shot and so Greller was just like, well, uh, just wait until you can. <laughs> and that's like what you, you know, like, ma- like caddying is obviously you have to know the golf course inside and out. And these guys that are traveling with the same player, I think it's more about knowing your player. At, at, you know, like the caddies have, I'm sure they just get sto- like filled with information from wherever they can find it. And that's part of their job is going out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, finding the necessary information. But it's just like an NBA coach or... NHL it's doesn't managing seem as bad, player. Yeah, it's managing the your player and his emotions and taking it, you know, like, I mean, he made probably, what, 100K this week? Maybe 150K? At least 150. Yeah, at least 150K. I mean, yeah, no, there he's made million, He's made more than some tour players have in the last five years, so he's doing just fine, but I would almost equate caddying for Jordan Spieth, like, just, we've all had... I mean, at least speaking for me, and I know you too, we've had those crazy girlfriends where it's like they just, like, freak out, and you just have to, like, somehow, like, rein them in. You're like, oh, my God, we're doing this again? Like, Jordan Spieth, I can't hit the shot. Don't fucking hit the shot then. Like, it's not that hard to just... I can't can't eat this burger. (laughs) Don't eat the fucking burger. Exactly. I haven't eaten all day. Fucking eat something. Like... Really, that just blows my mind. Like he, that's and that's how Spieth operates. He's so dependent, and like I get leaning on your caddy, but at the same time, you're you got to this point without him. Like you can, you can have an independent thought on the golf course. So that's where he kind of bugs me too, dude. Where just like that example you gave, it's like, dude, just yeah, don't hit the shot then. And you, I bet Greller is always wearing sunglasses. He's probably rolling his fucking eyes half the time. He's like. You kidding me with this dude? He's stepping off like all his antics and all everything, and his watching his practice swing makes me want to throw up. So I, well, is Greller? Greller was famous before Spieth, right? No, he was a fucking school teacher in Washington. Quick story time for those of you don't know, he was a school teacher in Washington, and I think, I think he'd caddied a few. I think he was just caddying out at Chambers Bay. And somebody recommended at Chambers Bay recommended Spieth uh, or Greller for Spieth at the U.S. Amateur that they hosted out there while he was in Texas or at Texas. And so Greller caddied for him and they just like hit it off right off the bat. And then when Spieth got on tour, Greller was just his guy. That's a great. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, Greller probably went from making 50K a year to. A multi-millionaire in the last 10 years i don't think he foresaw his life taking the turn that it has but he's got to deal with jordan spieth so it's kind of a i mean don't get me wrong i'd trade him for sure like <laughs> i would i, I would listen to note. the bullshit like that's that's without question but uh yeah greller's story is really cool and i could see him i i don't know i could see him and spieth kind of being like a bones and phil type deal down the road where eventually Greller's like, I can't do this shit anymore. Like, and it's after he's made millions and millions. Cause even when Spieth won the FedEx cup, Greller had a $1.5 million payday. Cause Spieth won the $15 million bonus when he won the FedEx. So uh, Greller's probably made in the last 10 years, four or $5 million. Um, and that's, that's probably, yeah, I would say in that ballpark. So, pretty damn good yeah not, uh, not bad at all yeah how about jordan spieth's wife
carrying their fucking kid like around. a football yeah dude it straight up looked like well it's like a db like Sanders. running through the like carrying a, like a loaf of bread dude that thing's head was just like oh i know i was I, like kind of scared when i watched that yeah concussion protocol potentially I, so <laughs> what's better that situation or the Scheffler situation with his wife from last week well, that you hated on. Are you st- are you over that yet? I'm not really over it. I still think everybody's like, oh, I cried on my wife's arm the night before or the morning of saying I couldn't do it. Like, dude, you've won three times in the last five weeks. I think you can do it, man. Like, I don't know. that. And everybody's like, oh, I just love getting this insight. Give me a break. It's th- That's the thing with the PGA Tour. And I was actually just thinking about this this morning. There... There's so few like actual like r- actual real feel good stories on the PGA Tour, because all these kids are just silver spooners. Like they have to like manufacture shit. So it's like, oh, rich white girl meets rich white boy at rich Texas college. They fall in love. He wins multiple times on the PGA Tour. What <laughs> what is this cu- the comebacks? There's no there's no tough area to deal with like you know what i mean so they try to like manufacture these narratives like oh scheffler's wife like yeah she doesn't work she's at every tour event he's playing at of course you're gonna lean on her like and it's cool like don't get me wrong their relationship's nice this and that but don't blow it up into something it's not so clearly i'm not over that long story short no uh i actually thought the baby carrying was pretty funny like just zero fucks like she just runs out there i think it was one arm like at least that thing's a newborn you got to cradle that right i don't i'm not super familiar but you got to do <laughs> yeah, like something you got to keep its head up yeah there's something and with that the thing's head, head was yeah. just bobbling like yeah you can't you know it's you can't like you yeah can't exactly it, it looks know, like one like, of these puppies back here <laughs> you can't let it go around like that yeah that was not the the best thing i saw i mean maybe she should have handed it off yeah, you know? I would definitely hand it to a parent, to something like that. But then you want to get him in the shot, too, because that's... Oh, yeah, that's... How cool would it be, like, 15 years from now to watch... Like, if you're Jordan Spieth's son, to watch that video. Like, there's baby me. My dad just won on the PGA Tour for the 12th time, whatever. Made a million, two million bucks, and I'm just there, chilling. And then I questioned my mom's love for me after I watched the way she carried me out there. But I just think that would be really cool. And Jordan kind of spoke on that in his post-round interview. He was like, yeah, this will be something that I'll be able to show my son years from now. And I think it'll be a really, really cool memory. So I did like that. That was pretty cool. His name is Sammy. His son's name is Sammy Spieth. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty dope name. Like Samuel? Is is that a... Google's giving me S-A-M-M-Y. Okay. Yeah, that's... At least it's not something crazy. Like... It's it's pretty vanilla. Yeah, like, it's a pretty, pretty. If it ain't normal. broke, don't fix it, kind of thing. It's not Apple. It's not some weird, weird out of left field kind of name. So I don't mind that. We'll take that normal. So, Jor- is Jordan? <laughs> all right, you're gonna hate this even more. Okay. And I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but you know, we're gonna. I'm gonna wow. say. It. Well, I'm I'm allowed to say it, but I don't think it's that bad. I think Jordan Spieth is Jesus, dude. <laughs> and here's why. Easter. He's won on Easter two years in a row. He is risen. He's risen on Easter. <laughs> That's pretty fucking crazy, to be honest. That, well, and everybody, now the narrative starts of the Masters being is on, on Easter, Easter next, next year. year. Put your bets in. <laughs> Get over to DraftKings Sportsbook, Jordan Spieth, 2023 uh, There's Masters. no way they have a lineup. Do you think they have a lineup for next year's Masters? I bet you can find one somewhere. I mean... Yeah, I, he's literally won on Easter two years in a row. That's got to be well. It, wh- I think you got to put some sort of denomination relative to like twelve twenty five, like his birthday, December twenty fifth. That's Jesus's birthday, right? Right. Yeah, Christmas. Oh, okay. When is Jordan's? If Jordan Spieth's birthday is on Christmas, <laughs> we're gonna. Look I think this it up. is in December for some reason. I could be completely off base. I have about an eight and a half percent chance. It's July twenty seventh. Oh, couldn't be further. <laughs> Literally, be further couldn't be further December. either way. Both sides. <laughs> you're pretty hosed there. Really but close. I honestly think that's insane to think about because you know what I didn't know. I didn't know Easter is just random. You didn't? No. Like I thought. Easter I mean, I was never know like, what day Easter is, but it's definitely not the same day every year. Well, I understand it can be that like the end of always, March or it, like the third week of April. It's always a Sunday, but what? well, yeah, it's always a Sunday. I mean, I'll, I'll have to have somebody explain that to me of why, who decides what were that. the, yeah. So, I'm going to Catholic classes, 
Oh, Yaya. Yaya stepping in. And it all depends on the 40 day resurrection of Jesus. Of, uh, like it's called, um, I forget the name, but it all depends on what day that week is uh, Ash Wednesday. And Ash Wednesday varies. Okay. Depending on when the Bible is being read at church. Okay. It has to be like if they read the three books that they need to read for the Bible that year. That's when they do at the end of that one, and it always ends up in the same time. Holy shit, we're learning some. I still don't exactly get it. Do but I. who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to study a little harder. You're but like, so, so when's Easter again? So who decides it? Okay. Okay. Okay, but they put. But they plan this multiple years in advance, or at least a year in advance, because like we already know when next Easter is. Okay. That's what I thought too. And then last year was like it's like early <laughs> April before the Masters. That's when Spieth won at the the Valero Texas Open. This it's, year, it's like it's when the PGA Masters. It's like when the PGA Tour releases uh, sites and dates for like future majors. They're like breaking. The Catholic Church just announced the 2053 Easter <laughs> will be April 17th. Maybe that should be more of a thing. Like, why is that not on Twitter? I feel like that should blow up. Like, why? Wh when is Easter? 50 years from now. Yeah. Is that... Yaya, could you look that up and see how, like... I'll get the exact information for you guys. Okay. If we haven't gone like, off the how far, before, this is And how far fun. out, like, they can say when Easter is. You know what I mean? So it's the first Sunday after the full moon that occurs on or after the, the spring equinox. Okay. okay. So the moon decides Okay. Easter. Is that that's incredible? That's actually like we so learned. Something is that today. like moon signs? What is that? Uh, like I'm a Pisces. What? What is the? No, that's based on months. Yeah, that's based on when you were born. Isn't that have to do with the moon though? It can if you want. <laughs> Holy shit! You have to know like what what time you were born, what day you were born. Is this a golf podcast anymore? I don't think so. You all know when Easter is and why it is when it is now. <laughs> Fucking, you're welcome. I <laughs> yeah, I had. I just look at the calendar, and when it says it's Easter, it's Easter. Um, all right. So wrapping that all back up, Jordan Spieth, Masters 2023 champion on Easter Sunday. He he doesn't lose on Easter. He rises. Yeah. Actually, I saw a crazy stat too that um, between the Masters and the the British Open for him, he's made in all of his appearance appearances. He's made like. 85% of the cuts between those two. He's got two wins and like eight top tens in his career just at those two events. Damn, so he's a big like April May guy. Yeah, well, midsummer guy. Yeah. Cuz the Masters is always April, first weekend in April. I think it's just his game. Like he he's always said that Augusta is his favorite tournament, it's his favorite venue. But then he's got that Texas Wind Ball, and I don't know if he now he's hitting that big old balloon cut. Uh, I don't know how well that's going to hold up at the British Open or the Open Championship. Excuse me. Um, we'll see how that how he fares with this new swing thought. Where do you, does anybody care if I like? Should I technically tell people what's what no? He's like, doing? I'm I'm curious as to if you think he's progressing from where he used. Well, he because he never really won tournaments without like by his golf swing like he's not victor hovland he's not somebody that strikes the ball like he's no will zalatoris yeah somebody that strikes the ball well so is he is he making progress currently from where he was at to where is he trying to go somewhere else like is he in he's in going in a different right direction now? i i would honestly if i was personally teaching him which obviously i'm not um i his position at the top his old position at the top was completely fine. It was a very good position, but his move in transition is what he's trying to change. He wouldn't have had to change his his position at the top. He just needed to change his transition, what he was trying to do there. Um, and it's it has to do with like the shaft pitch because he's getting in a real laid off position and he's getting his hands pretty deep behind him. So in order to do that, you'll see him rehearse like that over the top, like that little bit of like casting move. And that's because his hands are getting too far behind him. So he's actually steepening the shaft in transition 
and that's causing even more ball striking woes than his old swing did because he used to get stuck a little bit behind him at the top and that was all to do with his left hip sliding forward in transition his spine tilting back his hands dropping and getting caught too far inside he would have been fine staying where he was at at the top if he would have just got his hands moving more out at the top of the backswing versus dropping vertically does that make sense? That does make sense. So when it, I slide my hip forward, that's just shank city. Every but, fucking time. But that's because your club face is open, but I bet your path's inside out. Right. So his path was definitely inside out, and he was. that's why he, he's made all his money hitting a draw up until this season, and now he's trying to work away from that. But the way he's gone about it, and Shaheen, the instructor I was talking about earlier, um, has definitely touched on that on multiple social different social media accounts. Um, just about how it's not as efficient because like in but that's the thing is with PJ Tour athletes like Tiger played his best golf with Hank Haney and Hank Haney doesn't know shit from apple butter like honestly that guy's ruined more golf crews than he's helped and I I think I can say that pretty pretty confidently and Tiger had the best years of his career with Hank Haney so when you get these athletes that are just that good that they can even hear the wrong thing and still succeed it doesn't mean they're necessarily getting you know that doesn't mean they're getting better it just means they're doing it in spite of that like right it's like steve kerr being a good nba coach exactly same fucking story exactly how are you, you not gonna win with you Draymond him Steph on the sideline yeah and kate and kevin durant yeah oh yeah it, it was tough yeah i bet it was a tough job it, exactly so them overhauling his swing was fairly unnecessary because he was one of the better iron strikers. He never drove it that well, but um, one of the better ball strikers, like, uh, approach-wise on tour when he was out there. I mean, his putter is always the the best part of his game. But, yeah, uh, I don't think that the switch was necessary by any means, and he's still playing really well in spite of that. So I, I guess it's kind of working for him. Um, but that, that weird laid off position at the top is completely unnecessary for what he's trying to accomplish. Okay. Got it. Did you hear that? Did everybody get that? <laughs> no, but that's good. Like it's, it's interesting because everybody thinks that like when you kind of like watch the PGA tour as a casual fan, you don't think about like how much goes into them, like still changing their swings. Everybody's like, Oh, they don't have to change anything. They're all that good. They just depends upon if they have a good week doing this or that. And especially Jordan and there's other players out there that are working on things and that's why they go into slumps or that's why they or they go into a slump and then they need to even go deeper into a slump to get out of it well yeah and and I, there's definitely the other side of it from an instruction standpoint where um Spieth is definitely very loyal to Cameron McCormick his instructor since I think he was a teenager before he even went to college so he's been with this dude for forever and I I you know, you really never know, but McCormick could be like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit like not worn out, but I need something fresh to give him. And so he goes, well, let's make this change. And and if Spieth, want, if Spieth wanted to hit a cut, like I said, he could have gone about it in a completely different manner. Um, actually, his old hand position at the top, shockingly enough, is more efficient for hitting a cut than his hand position at the top is right now where he's trying to hit a cut. He's his hand position at the top right now is more like Rory's and Rory is notoriously inside out. So he's actually hindering himself by getting his hands at the top where he is right now. So it's just a very weird thing. Like, I mean, obviously he's paid McCormick an ass load of money. <laughs> he, so yeah, that McCormick's dude. like, do I want to lose this guy? Like, cause in all honesty, I would either tell him something different or tell him to talk to somebody else. And obviously you're not going to do that when you're making millions of dollars off this guy. So he kind of manufactured something to the best of his ability. And I'm not going to instruct or shame. Like everybody has their different stuff. And it's just weird, like how he's gone about it. And it pretty unnecessary, honestly, like there, there is a much easier fix and I'm not the end all be all know it all, whatever. But there's a much easier, simpler fix to what he's doing right now to hit a cut and to to improve his ball striking and controlling his low point than the change that he made 
uh, to his swing where it currently is. So, yeah. So Jordan Spieth, shout out to you because you <laughs> are just kind of drug you for a minute, but we got a little comment here. So maybe an unnecessary change gave him some confidence to do something different on the course. What do you think about that? Um. Yeah. Weird rant given he just caught a dub. Um. Yeah, I, I catch. Just like I just said, he can be really good. He can be very talented and still not be like necessarily moving his swing in the right direction for the long term. Like there, there's two separate things there. So, I mean, yeah, whatever. And it is a mental game too. Like if it gives him more confidence, then of all things, that could be what propelled him more than more than his swing itself. So that's a possibility, but that's it. It's tit for tat, you know, teach their own. I just don't really like how he's going about it. So, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Moving into a little bit about Morgan Hoffman. So this is a story that I don't know if you guys caught it this week. They talked a little bit about it on some of the broadcasts. And we, the joggers touched, on. Yeah, we touched on it. We've touched on it before. We're going to kind of not a deep dive. We're not, uh, we're not analysts here, but kind of just go into a little bit about Morgan Hoffman and, and he kind of, to me is at least proved he belongs back on the PGA tour. Now, like he, it's not some like stunt comeback story where he shot 79, 80 and is all of a sudden out of every, you know what I mean? Oh, just for, for sure. a good, a, an actual feel good story. Oh yeah, exactly. This is like a real actual feel good story. Um, so Morgan Hoffman was a really, really good amateur coming, coming out of Oklahoma state. Uh, World number one amateur. Yeah, he yeah. was very, very good in college. Um, came out on the PGA Tour. He still hasn't won on the PGA Tour. But I want to say he was out there for four or five seasons. Don't quote me on that. But he had some strong showings. And then he he started losing all this weight and having this... I can't remember the exact symptoms, but... Uh, he wasn't feeling right. He didn't know if he was eating something wrong. His body just didn't feel right. So he went around to these, he was getting weaker and weaker, couldn't keep muscle on, like he was eating more and more, things like that. And he traveled around to like 50 specialists um, across the country looking for answers as to what he had because nobody could give him, nobody could pinpoint exactly what was going on with his body. Um, it's like one of the rare, I think what they pinpoint, what one doctor pinpointed it down to was a very rare form of muscular dystrophy where his mus his body is kind of like breaking down slowly at a very young age. I mean, he's still in his twenties. So knowing that he went away completely because I think he just got tossed around from, by so many doctors and everybody wanted to be the person to have the cure and to, to diagnose it, you know? So, uh, he pretty much went off grid, moved to Puerto Rico, left the tour, him and his wife. And this is an actual like supporting a guy when he's got nothing like respect. Shout out Morgan Hoffman's wife. Like she, this is a lot tougher than Scotty Scheffler's current. Exactly. Wife like, yeah, she's already got her Range Rover picked out, but whatever. She Morgan Hoffman's wife moves down to Costa Rica to live in a yurt or I'm sorry, Puerto Rico Costa. I think it's Puerto. Will you Google that? Yeah, we'll find. I out. get Puerto Rico and Costa Rica confused. Once again, not a geography podcast. Um, but he moved down. I think it's. I think it's Costa Rica. We are looking. <laughs> anyway, let me know. Um, so he moves into this yurt, goes completely off grid for two years, and basically does like this deep dive into Western medicine, like. Are like old, um, I think is it called Western medicine? Is that like the yeah, that's the really old school like holistic way? Yeah, is that correct? Okay, um, so he die he does this deep dive into this uh, all this Western medicine. He does all these different cleanses. He tries basically everything natural he possibly can, and he's actually found that he has improved himself. Um, through all this research he's done through these different cleanses. And if you read the article by Dan, I think Dan Rappaport did it. Um, but he does like talks about all the different cleanses he does. And the two I, that stick out in my mind, and maybe they're the only two he talked about. I can't remember, but 
One, and I'm not kidding, he drank his own... He, he consumed nothing for two weeks but his own urine. This is the Aaron Rodgers scenario. The, yeah. It's basically the same shit that Aaron Rodgers but did. But completely different. Like, Aaron Rodgers just has too much money and time on his hands. Like, Morgan Hoffman was actually... Costa doing, Rica. Costa Rica. Okay, thank you. Um, took you long enough. Whatever. Uh, so, he consumed nothing but his own urine for two weeks. Like, I don't know what exactly that does, but that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's like a full... You're, well, how do you, well, I guess you got to drink water, right? I would think so. Because you couldn't create any of that if you... I mean, eventually you go from, like, peeing every 30 minutes to, on the 14th day, you got, like, one cup that you just keep <laughs> peeing out and drinking again. Yeah, that sounds pretty... I don't know if he consumed water or not, because I... He would have to, dude. You can't... I don't think you can constantly, like, But there's body... water in your urine, technically. Uh, that's true. I guess maybe you started out, you get yourself going. Yeah, maybe he had like a two-day prep where he just dr borderline drowned himself. Like, just drank so much water. And then just drink your own pee for two weeks. So, bold strategy by him. Not sure exactly what that does. I'm not going to knock it because I don't know anything about it. Uh, but then another cleanse he did. And I don't know exactly how this worked because he said he went to the grocery store he did this in Florida, actually. He was doing these... I think he was doing these when he wasn't off-grid. He was down in Florida living with a couple of his tour buddies before he went off-grid, like, trying to figure out his own shit. Because um, he said he went to the grocery store and bought... He bought every single blueberry they had at Whole Foods. And he ate nothing but blueberries for two weeks. And that was another cleanse. Like... I have no idea what that is either. Yeah. Like, I think there's... I could see more benefits to blueberries than your own urine, but I still don't know how it necessarily benefits you. So, uh, but those are definitely some odd things that he's done. And, and more power to you. You want to go do your own thing, figure your own body out. Um, but <laughs> long story short, he went off-grid basically fended for himself for two years with his wife in a yurt in the forest in Costa Rica. And what a better time to do it than during COVID. Yeah. I wonder like, if he like knew any of that was going on. Probably not. Probably not. I, how fire would that be? You missed the two worst years in world history. Yeah, I mean, they probably weren't easy for him though. <laughs> well, I'd rather live off grid than live with COVID. Yeah, wouldn't you? Probably. Right I'd rather there. go hunt and gather than drink every night just profusely and play video games and hate myself that's fair you know Super so fair. definitely two sides to that coin yeah and, and plus it was a choice right he yeah when you get he, to choose to do he something. didn't run out of money and had to build himself a tent in the forest like this was a conscious choice of his to go do this um but now he he's got a medical exemption he's still got a few more i think what do you get four starts don't quote me on that either, but you get a certain amount of starts when you come back off of a medical exemption. Um, so he used his first start this week at the RBC Heritage, and he made the cut. Uh, yeah, he was playing on the weekend for sure. Yeah, I think he ended up finishing a couple over par, right around even par. So he did pretty well, all things considered. And he's rocking a man bun. He's looking like very El Natural, like kind of the Cam Smith, like very... Um, sandy, washed-up beach vibes. You know, like he just got off a surfboard. And he also, um, him and Luke Donald, and I think maybe one other tour player, uh, own Grayson Clothiers, the the clothing company that now Justin Thomas is sponsored by. Oh, cool. So they so started he, that. Yeah, because I saw him rocking that logo, and I thought, yeah. like, oh, that's cool. He got a sponsorship, but yeah, he no, actually just owns it. Yeah, so they used to... Uh, I think it was Morgan Hoffman by himself who started a, a clothing company five, six years ago called Gray Wolf Clothing. And the logo was sick. Like they made these slides, or not slides, loafers. And they had they looked like the Gucci loafers, but they had the, like a wolf logo on the foot. They were fire. Uh, but then I think he got some investors, including Luke Donald, PJ Tour player. 
and now it's just called Grace and Oh, he actually did miss the cut. Oh, he did? Plus one. Oh. Missed it by a stroke. Oh, you hate to see but that. But he's come back from way worse, so I'm sure. You yeah, know, and it really cool. does, like, the cool part is it kind of puts things in perspective for him uh, being where he's been and realizing that golf is by far not the biggest thing in his life. His life is much bigger. Literally, his life is a lot bigger than golf is, so... Really cool for him to to make that comeback and and the cool part is is either way if he keeps his card or doesn't keep his card he's gonna be all right because he's cool with the person he is and where he's at with his life and his health things like that so I mean that's an actual feel good PGA Tour story that I can get behind well and some kind of cool Colorado connection for him is the last time he was kind of on the map not. <laughs> Not literally, but like on people's radar in the PGA Tours, he shot 62-63 at Cherry Hills Did in he the really? 2014 BMW to finish solo third. Holy shit, that was eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it feels like it was la- like two yeah, years ago. Yeah, it does ago, not but, feel that long ago. But yeah, the Cherry at, at the BMW Championship at Cherry Hills, he shot six. He shot two weekend rounds of a total of, well, I believe they played that at 71 probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Eight under, nine under? Yeah, I mean, still impressive. Still impressive for the weekend, and especially at Cherry Hills and in a tournament that like not a lot of pros were ready to play because it's altitude and stuff like that. But maybe that's why they they pulled the BMW from Cherry. Like they saw Morgan shoot seventeen under on the weekend, <laughs> and they were like, like "We got to move this yeah. shit. This is too easy. <laughs> this is too easy. <laughs> we can't be having fucking. Guys we can't be that having are- the last guy to get into this field shoot seventeen under on the weekend. And the thing is, you do that and you don't win." I can't even remember what the winning score was, but it must have been disgusting. Oh yeah, for a PGA t- or for the playoffs, like that's too low. Yeah, you can't be doing that. No, so that's why Cherry Hills is made irrelevant again by distance. <laughs> yep, Colorado, Colorado golf, as fun as it is for us, it's if it ain't eight thousand yards, it's not going to be here. No, it's not. So as we talked about earlier, NBA playoffs are here. We're going to get into. Basically turning NBA playoff teams into professional PGA Tour golfers. But um, before we talk about that, we got to tell you guys about DraftKings and the NBA playoffs. So you can get into the first round action at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, all new customers can bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also hop in on hoops with same-game parlays. You can parlay a bunch of things together and make it watch just one game, and you get a, a bigger payout and a bigger win if you hit it. So I love doing same-game parlays, especially on, like, the Nuggets and, like, just Jokic everything over. Um, Nuggets winning, you know, tonight. You're getting some good juice on that. So Plus, each day of the first round, you get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So you do a $10 same game parlay, you're essentially getting a free bet back if you don't if it doesn't hit. And if it hits, you're making $30, $40 in actual money. Or if not, you just go back the next day. I'm actually going to, after this podcast is over, I'm going to go down and put myself a nice little same game parlay in. So make sure you guys all do that and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR. And when you bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round, you get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. On to NBA playoff teams as professional golfers. You want to kick it off? We'll go we'll go one through or go should we go eight to one? Yeah, let's eight go to eight one. to one. You sure. want to take the West and I'll take the East? How do you want to do this? Sure. Yeah, I'll take the West. Go ahead and kick it off. All right, so I'm taking the eight seed in the East. And uh, this is actually kind of funny. relates to what we talked about today. So the eight seed in the East, um, we're going with the, so the Atlanta Hawks. They're uh, playing the Miami Heat. They got blown out the other night. But we, I thought about the Atlanta Hawks, and I thought Trey Young. You know, that's kind of the first guy that comes that's, to mind. Yeah. Worst fucking hair in the world. <laughs> this, this guy, I don't know what this fucking guy's doing. I don't know who his friends are, but... 
this is the fucking worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah, his hair. I'm is like, dude, something. that literally looks like it's somebody's shitty garden trying to grow out of dirt that you're not watering. Like, it's horrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's good. Bad. Like, it's, shave your head, put it, wear a headband, take it all, make the way it, home. make it a mohawk, do whatever. But don't, don't I don't make it a mohawk. I don't know, but do something different. Yeah, I don't know what it needs to be. My hair's horrible too. I'll I'll admit that. I have a fucking mullet. I I understand my hair is not. If you're good. on national TV rocking the shit you rock, I would slander you exactly up and, and down. And I deserve the slander because my hair's not good. But that's the thing is like people people get offended when I make fun of their hair because they're like, look at your hair, and I'm like, I know my shit's bad. You think yours is good. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so relating- you don't look at your. I mean, sometimes your mullet like looks on point with a hat, but. You, By itself, oh, you, you, I'm bald on top. Yeah, like, it's, yeah I'm, I'm definitely losing it up there too. So I wear a hat like ninety nine percent of the time, and yeah. if I'm not, I'm probably it's the sleeping. Of being a golf pro, I'm probably sleeping. That's, yeah, that's literally the only. Or at a wedding, that, that's literally the only two reasons I don't wear a hat. I tried to wear a hat to my own wedding. My wife, ixnade. Sure. <laughs> um, but, but so no, yeah, it's rough. Relating it's this to a PGA good. Tour player, there's some pretty, there's some guys with some pretty rough hair. I would, we would never ever slander Cam Smith. His hair is a beaut. Well, and he's got a good hairline. Yeah. But this guy, our our winner from this week, Jordan Spieth, Captain ab- Comb Over, absolutely horrible. <laughs> you so, see him doing like this move, like all the time, like moving it into his cul-de-sacs, like it's bad. Him and Justin Thomas, like the two, and I don't know, maybe they're doing like some like low key hair plugs, like they're not making it super obvious that they got hair plugs. I mean, they obviously have the money. To do that, but it's kind of like a respect thing. Like, do you own it? Kind of like Dave Portnoy owns it with the hair plugs. Everybody knows he has hair plugs. Or do you deny? And you're like, no, it's just somehow I've been taking these pills and my hair just regrew. That which doesn't. I, I don't think it works. Honestly, um, I could be completely wrong, but I don't think so. And I think Jordan Spieth actually did get it fixed somehow because I don't see him. Or does he not even take his hat off anymore? I don't think he does. You, know, you try to Google like, I'll I bet, try to Google Jordan Spieth hat off. I bet it's. I bet it's already in his brain, thinking about like if he wins the Masters again, the like the Masters ceremony. Because I remember when he did win it, just him like pushing his hair. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, the, look at that. Yeah, let's pull that up. The beauty um, of having a producer. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Like, <laughs> you draw that all the way back. Whew, you, that looks like me. That's actually <laughs> makes me feel like kind of like shit. Do you, do you feel attacked? I think. Yeah, it kind of does. Like, if you, if, if you, I didn't have this like luscious locks coming out of the back, I mean, it's, the top is bad. Yeah, <laughs> my top is I, horrible. I think he. Uh, I think he can definitely relate. So, yeah, that was. Uh, a pretty good comp, I would say there, um, for number eight, in number the eight east, in the East, the Hawks. Moving so. on to eight in the West, Did, was it the T Wolves? No, they're the seven. They're the the seven. eight in the West is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans, they're young, they're exciting. God, now, who? Do you have any ideas? I'm trying to remember. We did discuss this earlier. Who did we say? A young, exciting, like up-and-coming team, but hasn't won anything. Oh, am I? Dr- wow, this is great live content right <laughs> here. Was it? Did we say Will Zalatoris? No, he was yeah. a different. No, it w- yeah, it was Will Zalatoris. Like was- super young, like hasn't won, has gotten very close to winning, but hasn't and he, like and he's solidified fun to watch. himself. He's on yet. the come up. Okay, yes, Will Zalatoris. I would. I would definitely there and there's a few guys that fall into that category, but Will is definitely one of those guys where you know it's coming. And same with the Pelicans, as long as Zion, as long as they somehow work that out, what a weird situation that is. But if they keep McCollum long term and their other pieces, Brandon Ingram, I mean they've got they've got a lot of really good core. Is Lonzo Ball there or where is he now? Chicago? Yeah, he's definitely not there. Okay, no, I don't know where he is though. Okay, Chicago, never right. mind then. He was in New Orleans last year. I don't know what I know less about golf C- or basketball. CJ McCollum, like they've got Ingram, they've got Herb Jones. It's a, it's a fun yeah, team. No, it's a good a team. Fun, Jackson Hayes. Yeah, and McCollum's not young, but most of their team's pretty young. And I mean, Zion is kind of like Will Zalatoris's putter. If it comes back, 
they're dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. if you've se- if you haven't seen Will Zalatoris's putting stroke, check that shit out in slow mo because it's bad. <laughs> it <laughs> that, is not good. That, and he's that, gone to like the arm walk. He's gone in multiple directions, and it's just it's got to be a mental thing for him because there's nothing that's making that better. Like. Maybe he starts putting left-handed or something because he's he's one of the best ball strikers on tour statistically right now, like and you think he's twenty-four, so I I definitely think that he will win if he can just catch a hot week, getting the putter hot, or not even hot, just good, just, <laughs> just not horrible. I think he will have mediocre some, PGA. I think he'll level. have some good success down the line. So. Uh, That is my pick for number eight in the West. Moving on to the seven seed in the East, the Brooklyn Nets, John Rahm. His most perfect comp ever because John Rahm, if you look at, if you log into your DraftKings Sportsbook and you look at the odds for every single PGA Tour event, who's number one if he's playing? And his odds are plus 900, plus 800, whatever. Something's disgusting for a golf tournament. Guess how many times he's won this year? Zero. Yeah. And not this is not saying the Brooklyn Nets are not going to, like, I... They're, I mean, fully healthy and full go. They're a damn good team. Fully yeah. healthy and full go. John Rahm's a damn good player, but everybody talks about him all the time. And I wonder how many, how many games the Nets have been favored in this year because they've they lost a shitload of games. Yeah, they had to fucking fight in a play in just to <laughs> yeah. get the playoffs. Yeah, so they're definitely not what we would call elite. Um, but that, yeah, that's a perfect calm because Rahm has the potential to win every week. The Nets have potential to win every single game they play. They, If you look at their roster, other than a few, they kind of went the Lakers route with a, a few washed-up guys. Like, Andre Drummond's not an ideal center. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. He doesn't I, play that much. If though. he was on the Nuggets, I would love him. I was, I was, I was pulling to get him to Denver, but that's because I was desperate. Um, desperate times call for desperate measures. So, I yeah, they, they definitely went a little old. Um but I do like what Steve Nash is doing. Imagine he's doing the Lord's work, dealing with Kyrie shit and Kevin Durant. Like, and I actually like Kevin more than Kyrie. Kyrie, Kevin's just kind of a like says whatever he wants, does whatever he wants. But Kyrie is just off the handle. So Steve Nash, I think, is doing a pretty good job managing uh, those egos out there in Brooklyn. Oh, 100 percent, not an easy job there. No. Moving on to seventh seed in the West, Minnesota Timberwolves. <sighs> Patrick Reed, that. That was probably the quickest when we were talking about this earlier. That was like the first one that that popped into my head personally because I hate the Timberwolves and I hate Patrick Reed. Like there's they're not likable. They the best way to put it is about 10% of the population likes them and about 90% doesn't. Yeah, and 10% of that population is all residing in Minnesota. Correct. Yeah. And I mean Patrick Reed is probably even less liked than the Minnesota Minnesota Timberwolves, but uh, yeah, that was just first thing I thought. I was like, "Who do I not like?" And Patrick Beverly, Patrick Reed, verbal meme, handshake, <laughs> douchebags. That's I just don't like those. That's guys. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, moving on to your sixth seed in the East, the Chicago Bulls, and that a guy that came to mind is Stuart Sink, randomly winning tournaments again. The Bulls are randomly good again and haven't been good since like Jordan. I mean, they had no. Nah, that's a lie. They they were okay the with the Rose, Rose years. Yeah, yeah. but like, but kind of. Sink hadn't won in twelve years. He won twice in twenty twenty one. Hadn't won in twelve years before that. Yeah. So like the Bulls are back on the scene. They're kind of uh, back. They're yeah. they've tailed off <laughs> yeah. considerably, and now they have to face Giannis and the Bucks, which is no easy task when they're going for two championships in a row. But I th- it was kind of like, okay, the Bulls were, you know, Stuart Sink was winning tournaments forever ago. Now all of a sudden he's winning tournaments again. Yeah. The Bulls are winning basketball games again. I think it's it's good for the NBA when the Bulls are good. They're, they're just like, look at CHGO and the numbers that they do on everything. They've got one of the most passionate cities for sports in America, bar none, um, between the Blackhawks, the Bulls, uh, even the Bears, and they're fucking putrid they're terrible so you know when the bears the chgo guys are doing numbers on bears podcasts and they're in the basement of their division of their conference that they've got a pretty passionate fan base so uh yeah respect to the bulls i like seeing them back um so now we're going to the six in the west our our beloved denver nuggets uh 
not the greatest showing for them night one against Golden State. We're looking to bounce back tonight. That'll happen. Uh, but if I had to pinpoint a player that first came to mind and it goes back to health is Jason Day. Because Jason Day, there for a while when he was healthy, was one of the best players in the world. The Nuggets, fully healthy, one of the best teams in the NBA, bar none. Um, but health is a major factor. And availability is a major factor. So Jason Day was the first guy that came into my mind. Um, and hopefully next year we see both the Nuggets and Day back healthy. Because I think Jason Day is good for golf. He, he was a big name for a long time. So it would be good to see him back doing some uh making some moves on the pga tour yeah him in majors is fun he's just he's just like he's a, a big game dude. hunter kind of like he he shows up until he gets vertigo and like passes out in the fairway yeah weird exactly like i don't know if he needs to get his ears suctioned out or you know what is, isn't that yeah. a thing like when you get water in one ear and it like can give you vertigo 100 percent. yeah you didn't just, kylie have that yeah yeah i think so she has some she has some nausea issues so. okay yeah i think it we haven't quite pinpointed them yet um <laughs> uh, moving on to five in the east five seed in the east the toronto raptors and this is a team that's just like like well, we solid. had to go like, canadian yeah and and it's just solid you, yeah you can't like pinpoint why they're great they don't have any like players they did that win are, a championship no they did but that's because of Kawhi leonard who's one of the healthy, one of the greatest players in maybe the history of the NBA. I don't know if that's a little bit of overreaction. Could be. But Corey Connors, this dude from Canada as well, every tournament you turn around, he's there. Again. Yeah. Again. I don't know why we just don't auto-bet him to top 10 or top 20 every tournament because it, it seems like everyone he he's in, he's there. It feels and, like he's in the mix And that's how week. the Raptors are right now. Like Nick Nurse is maybe the best coach in the NBA. And he, they're just—he is awesome. And they just have have all this talent. As sad as it is to see, um, oh man, what's uh, Masai Ujiri's their GM who left the Nuggets? Yep. And he just churns out talent. They just churn out wins, and they make the playoffs. And they're they draft just dangerous. Really well, and they're dangerous. So yep. Corey Connors, Toronto Raptors. That's that's my comparison. I like that one. So now we're going five in the West here, which the U- is <laughs> the Utah Jazz. Oh God. Um, the Utah Jazz, the first thing that pops into my mind is I had to go somebody from Utah because that's just fitting. And it actually pretty, pretty much works is Tony Finau because every year, uh, they're just a very talented team. They've got all the pieces. They've got shooters. They've got Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, who's pretty good at defense, Whatever. He didn't win Defensive Player of the Year, though. Oh. Well, Marcus that, Smart did. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for Marcus Smart. Uh, hate Rudy Gobert. Don't really like Donovan Mitchell either. Because you like Tony Finau, though. Yeah, Finau is awesome. This is not a hate-based No, pick. this is Finau. I love Finau. I hate the Jazz. But they, they've they got all this upper talent. Like, they've got a very high ceiling. Like, Finau can move it unbelievable lengths. When he gets hot with the putter, he can win, but he still has yet to really break through wins-wise. Like He's made $25 million on the PJ Tour, and he has two wins. So it's kind of based on the lack of winning. Come playoff time, come crunch time. Finau, Utah Jazz, I like that one. All right, yeah, that's that's a solid one. Although we do like Tony Finau, definitely do not like the Utah Jazz. Four seed in the East, we've got the Philadelphia 76ers. Ugh. Bryson DeChambeau, perfect <laughs> comparison. They're pretty good. Every they've got public apologists everywhere. Nikola Jokic won another MVP right on top of Embiid's head, and the the Philadelphia 76ers are just like one of those teams where everybody just wants to believe they're good, and everybody wants to believe Bryson's good, and they're loud and they're annoying and they're just never good. So yeah, Bryson DeChambeau is a per, he'd be a perfect 76ers fan. He just would. annoying, loud. And nobody cares what you have to say. <laughs> yep, 100%. Love that one. Um, so now we're going four. Four in the West. Four in the West, the Mavs. Um, so immediately my head goes to a guy that, and I kind of think because Luca's from Eastern Europe, I think of like European guys. Uh, so I think Victor Hovland is a pretty good comparison. Um, I know we had one other guy for that one too that went pretty well, but... 
I'm going with Hovland because with Luka Doncic, the Mavericks are sick. They're dirty, one of the best teams in the league. They can beat anyone. If Victor Hovland can chip and he can have a short game in order, his ball striking week in, week out is really good. He's already won multiple times on the DP World Tour this year, um, and he's just really solid all the way around. If he has his short game in line, he can definitely win some majors. So Mavs with Luka are the equivalent of Victor Hovland with a, chi- with a chip game. Uh, is it Estonia? Slovenia. 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 Okay. Is Estonia? Uh, dis- what? It is a country. Yeah. Estonia. It's like north of Latvia. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah. I knew it was. Uh, thank you. I, thank you. But look at that. Me answering a fucking geography question correct. That's never well, been done. Well, it's technically an NBA That's never question. been done on this show. <laughs> never been done on this show. No, All right. it has not. Into the three seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's Colin Morikawa. Because Colin Morikawa is now winning majors, and he's looking to, he's, you know, Giannis, Colin. He's broke onto the scene. Exactly. They're, they're, he's here, and they, you know they're here to stay. They have a great roster. Colin Morikawa is pretty good at everything. He blew out the, the Open Championship last year. He won the PGA two years ago. He's repeated. I don't expect the Bucks to repeat, but you never know. Giannis looks pretty unstoppable, and he's just got a switch that he flips. And Colin's the same way. Like, you don't hear about Colin Morikawa in these nonsense, bullshit PGA Tour events. <laughs> then the majors roll around. You're like, well, he's going to be there. Yeah. And he was there in the Masters. He wasn't, nobody was there other than Scotty Scheffler. But <laughs> he, in a normal week, he's right there yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. And that's how Colin Morikawa is in the big games when it's time to turn it on. Like, he always does. Yep. It. And he's got that, that first. All right, well, now he's got, does he have two major wins? Yeah. He's got a PGA champ. I just said it. Were you right. fucking not listening? Well, no. I- Probably not. PGA I, Championship it, at, uh, at Harding, Harding Park, Park, where we've played. No big deal. Haven't said that before. <laughs> and then he's got a Open Championship. The, he okay, won, he won the uh, Open. Yes, that's year. everything was just so forgettable with no fans. Like I, I hated it. But okay, yes, love that one. So now we're going to Golden State, number three in the West. And uh, being a California guy, I kind of thought this is a little fitting, but they're kind of like Phil Mickelson. Um, they haven't gone completely off the rails politically like he has, but they've had a lot of success in the past and they're always like perfect example is Phil coming out of nowhere to win the PGA championship last year. Like they they always have it in them. Like th- we saw what they did to the nuggets in game one. Clay came out stupid hot. Jordan Poole was in the D league last year and now he put dropped 36. Was it 36? 30. 30 on our head the other night like shot the lights out of it so they always are just that scary like team you never you you never really know you you know what you're going to get a little bit more with the Warriors than you do with Phil Mickelson but I still think it's a good comp because they're just dirty they're dirty at certain times like untouchable when they're when they're on they're on so that was that was what it came down to, pick and fill it with the, the Warriors. Moving to the uh, the two seed in the East, I've got the Boston Celtics. And they're just a team that is just super young, super fun, talented everywhere. And when you're thinking Just a of, blue blood franchise. Yeah, when you're thinking of a guy like that, it's like a Dustin Johnson. Just like very good at everything. He's not young, but he parties like he's, he's 18. Yeah, his mentally he's 18. <laughs> uh, and he's just like super fun to watch and like... You know, the Celtics were blowing people out. They blew the Nuggets out of their own Stupid gym. Stupid talented. And Dustin Johnson blew out a Masters. And you never, you rarely ever see that happen in a major event. Shoot 21 under, set the record at Augusta in November. So it's not, you know, asterisk or whatever. But Dustin Johnson's not as young anymore, obviously. But a guy that you, you know, the Celtics can w- win any series and win any game. And you expect Dustin Johnson, any tournament he's in, as long as he's healthy... You you have to at least think about him. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's always in the front of everybody's minds, no matter or in the back at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely like that one. So I've got the Memphis Grizzlies. Did we talk about this one? Because they're just a young team. They haven't really done anything yet. They're definitely on the come up. He was kind of along those same Will Zalatoris, Victor Hovland lines. Um. I no nobody's pop into like the top of my head maybe Joaquin Neiman you could kind of throw him out there like he's a a lovable team he does a lot of things really well 
He hasn't really won the big one yet. He's kind of coming onto the scene, but he's super young, super talented, just like the Grizz. And I can definitely foresee them having some success down the road. Maybe not this season, but yeah, I they, they I, lost game one to the I doubt if they lose to the Timberwolves, I'm gonna be sad. Like that is some sad shit. If the Timberwolves get through the second round, we're never gonna hear the end of it. From a from a Nuggets standpoint, I oh, would say absolutely not. So yeah, that's just something that I won't be able to handle. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think that Joaquin Neiman and and Memphis kind of assimilate a little bit with that, you know, and just super talented, young, ready to kind of make their next big move. Yeah, I love I love that love that comparison. My number one seed in the East and. It's a team that nobody talks about, it feels like, and somehow they were the one seed in the East. And this is a player, Billy Horschel, that's, they're from Florida, so that was a fairly easy, close comparison, but Billy Horschel's been in, like, every event that he's played in, like, and, and but in it, like, But even if you look at, like, betting odds, he's always, like, plus f- three, four, five thousand, like, he's... He's hardly ever up near the favorites, and nobody talks about him. He's no. just lame, boring dude. I mean, the Heat are less than less than boring with their fighting, their coaches, and their inner inner squad issues. But Billy Horschel's more of a quiet guy. You don't really, you know, he wins. They don't. They're like, oh, Billy Horschel, footjoy yeah. shoes, same tucked in shirt, fucking looks the same every just week. Pretty vanilla. Pretty vanilla, but, but gets the job done. Yeah, he's there, and nobody week talks in about week him. out. Yep. Well, I wouldn't call the the Heat vanilla because. Jimmy Butler tried to fight their coach on the sidelines, so um, I'd say there's a little more turmoil within the Heat organization than there is with Billy Horschel. But, I mean, Billy Horschel's had some issues that we've touched on before, so um, we'll, we'll skirt past that this time. So my number one seed in the West, the Phoenix Suns, uh, got to go Scotty Scheffler. Just winning a lot recently. Just burst onto the scene um, Devin Booker was nothing before Chris Paul came there. Whatever, not gonna shit talk him, but I just did. Uh, they're very good recently. They, they, I would definitely say they're odds on favorite in my mind to win the championship this year. They're just super deep, um, very very talented, top to bottom, and they've just been winning a lot lately. And that is Scotty Scheffler, just pretty recent. Tore it up. Everything. Yeah, win everything. Two years ago, one of the worst franchises in the NBA. Two years ago, Scotty Scheffler was a mid-level PGA Tour player. Yeah. No, I mean, he now was he's also number one like, in the world. Exactly. So, very quick on their rise to stardom. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Well, dude, good rankings. You guys will have to let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter, at Big Drive Energy, what you guys think. Who had the better rankings? Uh, now that we're, of course, deep in the end, or starting the NBA playoffs, we're knee-deep in it. Oh, about to be about to be neck deep in it. Hopefully, the Nuggets NHL make a run. playoffs. NHL playoffs are coming up, so uh, we got a lot uh, golf tournament this weekend. Fun one, Zurich Classic in New Orleans. Two the man only teams, two ma- or the one of two. No, only the only two man team event. Well, okay, well the QB shootouts also. It's the only official PGA Tour. Okay, okay, event. fair yeah. enough. You got me. So make sure you're checking that out. Tune in to us next week live. Uh, it's going to be Tuesday, and make sure you tune in to the Hole in One Challenge tomorrow. We'll be out at the Valley Fun, Spring Valley. Uh, we're going to go live on TikTok. We'll have YouTube. We'll have all that stuff there. So we're going to go live about 11 a.m. Mountain Time. So make sure you check us out. Uh, I think that's us for this week. That's it. Make sure you check out the the uh, subscribe and follow on our YouTube. By the way, we need every 250 subscribers we get on our YouTube. We're going to be giving away awesome golf prizes. So make sure to like and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up on the, this video if you liked it. If you didn't, well, just leave it alone. Like and subscribe anyways. Yeah, exactly. Just for fun. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Peace.